This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, so we, we, we'll recap on the, on the Man City game then, Paul, if we could. Yeah, so as we were saying, it was um, literally a game of two halves. Um, first half, the golfing class was, was there for us all to see, obviously. You know, I did say that, you know, Kevin De Bruyne on his own is probably worth more than our whole club and squad put together. That's a reality. And, you know, thankfully, they took him off in the second half and Diaz for a couple of kids and went down a few gears at 3-0. So, um, you know, but credit to us, though. You know, Roberts came on and played really well. And, um, and, you know, we, we, we cope with what they had because uh, they still had quality on the pitch in the second half and we cope with it much better in the second half. But, you know, it, it was just going to be an experience and I'm hoping that from that experience we can take it forward into the league now and take some positives from it after, you know, sharing the pitch with players like that and try and pick up some form in the league and start to climb up the table. Got to do something. There's a lot of people moaning out there, kid. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, go, go, carry on, Mark, please, Lee. No, I was going to say, um, it's round about this time last year. We went on a, a bit of an unbeaten run with uh, Pep, so it can be done, you know. Yeah. As poor as last season was, we still went on that, was it 12 games, 13 games? Yeah. yeah. So, um, we'll just say we went down again. A caranca at the minute, because like, his head's up his backside at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, I don't want to dis- disrespect the bloke, because I, d- I never disrespect a, a Birmingham City manager uh, until such time as they've gone, yeah? Um <laughs> But the poor bloke looks—he looks—he looks beaten. He looks downtrodden at the minute. Mm. Mm. I just hope that we can get some players in this window to improve us, especially in the forward areas. Well, we know no, where I'm we, trying... well, don't we? And yeah. uh, you know, on, on one of the other Facebook pages today, somebody said, "You know, what do we have to do?" I said, "It's basics. Go back to basic four-four-two. That's what we are. Basics, and you know." It doesn't matter what we try, though. It just doesn't seem to work, does it? Doesn't matter what who, who, who we've got as manager. I mean, Karanka is no mug, is he? He's it's you not. Know, you, I mean, well, it's best memory, Paul. So, what what formation did we play against Reading? What would I play, or what do I think we no, play? What, what did we play when we beat Reading? It's we played. Out. Oh, sorry. When we played, when we beat Reading at Reading, we played four two three one. Yeah. And we had Hogan up front, and I think Leco was on the left, and Sanchez was on the right, and John Terrell was in the number ten. Uh, we had Sunich and Kaufenbald holding with with okay, back four. Yeah. You're different from Saturday then. Yeah, it was the same formation Saturday, first half. Second half, we went with three at the back, didn't we? We brought Roberts on for Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think he likes to play the four-two-three-one. but you've got to have the right personnel. I mean, Nicky, have you played in a, a four-two-three-one, mate, as the lone striker? I, 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 I have. Um, 
But do you know what? And and listening to um, you know, you talk about what formation should we play and, and what formation did they play then and that. You know, do you know what I think that the, the greatest managers that I've played under are the ones that just simplify it. Yeah, for us players as well. But you know, a player wants simple instructions to follow and we want a simple blueprint. Whatever that club ethos is, whether it is mm. the pass, 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 or whether you're going route one, what you know, I'm not going to argue one or the other, but what I'm saying is players want simplified um simplified instructions so to keep tinkering with systems especially when your form is not great i sometimes think is is not the way to do it go back to your to, to whatever your ethos is whatever your basic is and, yep. and start from there um the answer is yeah i did play up front probably my most productive time was when i played for reading up front on my own and it, it favored me because i was quick and i could sort of I could exploit spaces. Um, the other thing was when there's only one striker and you're playing up against two centre-halves, if I just peeled off into the, in between the pair of them, very often neither knew which one was, you know, who's got him? Have you got him or have I got him? And sometimes that, that, that moment where they're not sure who's, which, which one of the centre-halves are picking me up, I can, I can make my move. Do you know what I mean? So mm, I, yeah. I, I, like, I liked playing that, that lone role. Having said that, the game's different now. Um, and yeah. I, I, I don't know whether that... I don't know whether you can do that. I do think you, that that number, that, that out and out up front player with that number 10 behind them does work, but you've got to have wide, you've got to have width. You know, yeah, yeah, ball, yeah. I mean, at the start of... Or, yeah. Or from wide players. At the beginning of the season, I was thinking, right, OK, I can see what our identity is here. We're, we're, we're defensive. Uh, we're very defensive, but we're, we're hard to break down. You know, it's hard to score against us. And we're going to pick people up on the break and maybe get a goal off a set piece. But now we're just, mm. we've lost it all. We haven't... You know, we're we're very weak defensively now. Certainly over the last sort of half a dozen dozen games, and you know we're not scoring many goals, so we haven't really got an identity anymore. So like Nick's just said, we need to go back to the drawing board and try and you know refine um, a different identity and a way of playing completely. I mean, look, the, the only thing I'd say, to, the only thing I'd say to that, looking I mean, from the outside, please, yeah. Oh, sorry, Nick, go on. Yeah, the only thing I'd say to that, looking from the outside, is that if you're going to play that game where you sit back and you sit back, you hit them either on the counter-attack. I mean, and Mourinho is the best at it. And, you know, he is fantastic at setting teams up to actually thwart that and stop people actually penetrating them and scoring. But the moment someone scores against you, you've got to change your whole thing then, haven't you? You've got, yeah. you've, you've got to come out and you've got to play. So yeah. it's, it's only, it's, that's, only, that's only effective if you can... Keep clean sheets, and if you're letting in goals, like I mean, look at the goal difference of, of Birmingham at the moment. It's, it's yeah, you know, it's, it's no, right, right down no, at the bottom, and it? it's it's bottom six. Yeah, yeah, and I think mm -hmm. you know we need to try and get the confidence back in the players and the belief because we've we've all seen them play a lot better than what they have been lately, and it's just all about trying to get the best out of them. You know, when they go out onto that pitch, they've got to know and believe that they can get a result for us, and I believe that they can do it in time, and and I believe that Karanka can turn it round given the time, but. You know, it's starting to get a little bit, you know, um, like Grand Dog Day now, every match day. And I'm not mm. including Sunday. I'm not including yesterday. I'm talking more in the league lately. You know, I'm hoping moving forwards now, you know, we can start to um, pick a bit of confidence up and, and, and just try and get a bit more belief in the players that they can actually go out there and get results for us. Mm. The problem is, the problem is as well, we're parking the bus, but we're leaving the keys in the ignition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great analogy, um, <laughs> but you know, it's just both ends of the pitch. It's not. It's not a good uh, recipe at all. No. And sadly, right. I think that's our level. We're, at the minute, we are a bottom six side. As much as we don't like being down there, with you know, no disrespect to the Wickhams and then the Coventrys and so on, that's our that's our level at the minute. Yeah, but we've got players who have played at a higher level, and that's the frustrating thing. And we've well, got yeah. a manager there. 
we've got a manager there that's got, you know, one playoff final and a promotion on his CV from this division. And that's the other frustrating thing. I think, you know, expectations were very high when he first came through the door. And he hasn't got a magic wand. He hasn't got a magic wand, does he? He's, you know, he's not going to do it over. He's not going to do it in six months. No. No. no, no, and then we've got no, the um, the, we've got the rumours of it. You know, Hogan at half time oh, refusing. Yeah. To what's going on there? I don't know I how true it is, but I don't know how true it is, but I can understand his frustrations. I mean, Nicky obviously as a striker yourself, if you're up there, you're isolated, you're not getting any service. Mm. Have you experienced that yourself in your career? Um, I wasn't aware of the story. So what's he? What's he actually? Appa- um... apparent, apparently, uh, Hogan and Karanka fell out in the dressing room at half time, and mm. he refused to play in the second half. I don't know how true it is. Um, I think, I, think, um, I mean, I, I think um, any player refusing to play is the beginning of the end. You know, I think it's hard yeah. to yeah, bridge right. from that point. Um, yeah. So, you know, from the outside, I've no idea. I don't know Hogan. He's the, um, I know of him, obviously, um, um, from his previous club. And, um, but um, I would like to think that he hasn't said that because as a no. professional, as a professional no. you're paid to be out there. You get out there and play. I mean, yeah. I didn't like playing out on the right-hand side. I wanted to play up front through the middle and, and be sort of central central as a striker. But if I was asked to play on the right, I'd play on the right. Simple as that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, How long, Paul, would you sit in a restaurant and wait for your food with no service? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, not long. So if he's getting no service, right... Uh, I, 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 I get him kicking off, to be honest with you, because yeah. I think yeah. you know, the gaffer's got to turn around and say, "Well, look, I've got to listen to you, lads." You know what I mean? You're the guys out there doing this. Sounds like a build-up uh, of frustration, isn't it? Of yeah, as, as I think that. yeah, I think it's, it's, just, been... it's just exploded um, in in some form or another. How severe that is, and how easy that bridge is to build, you'll find out over the next two or three weeks, won't you? I mean, if he plays yeah. on Saturday, you know it's all done and it's fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. He doesn't, if he doesn't kick a ball for three weeks, or you see him. You know, in the papers, training with the reserves or playing for the you know the under twenty ones or something, then you know there's more of a problem here. I think he got he scored he scored against Bournemouth at home, and and, and it was a goal you know to make it three one to them. Um, you know, and then he got pulled off straight away after he scored. And since then, his body language to me, he's looked frustrated up there on his own. You know, he plays through the middle on his own, and he's he's, he's starved of service. I'm not going to lie. You know, he doesn't he touches the ball a few times a game if he's lucky, and that's just because. You know, we're not playing. We're playing far too defensive for him. Did you see, Paul, what the Marine manager did last night? No. No. By, uh, four, was it 4-0 down? Yeah? Yeah. Last 10 minutes of the game, took a defender off and put a striker on. Yeah. Fair play. I saw <laughs> they're gonna Mark... Lose, I saw, they're going to lose the game. He was right? trying to nick it 5-4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but go on, lad. Just go and see if you can net one. Go yeah. and make a name for yourself. See if you can pop one in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, Brilliant man management, that is. Yeah, yeah. So I certainly hope that things can turn around for us, you know, because it, it, it has been a well, it's been a frustrating 10 years since we were relegated now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've had we've had how many good seasons have we had in the last 10? I mean, I enjoyed the one with Chris Hewitt and I enjoyed the one with Gary Moore. Yeah. Um, Few and far and between, aren't they? A couple with yeah. Rabbit as well. We finished halfway, we're okay. But other yeah. than that, we've been, we've, been, we've been having last day relegation dramas. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, we yeah. love it though. Yeah, <laughs> so. I know it's, it's strange really because those those first few years, you know, those first few seasons, we we actually called them the glory years. <laughs> so it just goes to show how bad our past has been, really. Apart from like, the two Wembley trips, and since we won that Carling Cup final, yeah, 
We've been relegated. The owner's been thrown into prison. The stadium's now falling down, allegedly, or somebody's put the roof on the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's still funny, that is. <laughs> it, it, yeah. And, and pe- people are saying we're being asset stripped and one thing or another. I don't, I don't, like, if, if you can't manage the club, sell the club, go, let's get some new owners in and let's start all over again and it's going to take another 10 years. And I probably won't be here to witness it. But you know what? I'm glad that I saw the Leiden Dap Cup final. I'm glad that I saw the, the, the auto windscreens. I'm glad that I saw the, the awful defeat at the Millennium Stadium. I'm glad that I saw, I saw the, the Carlin Cup final. Nicky goal at Grimsby. The emotions yeah. I've been up on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to be delighted you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Grimsby goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Grimsby away goal, Nicky thought, yeah. You, you, <laughs> scored in the, you scored in the 7-0, didn't you, at Stoke as well? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I was there yeah. with Mister. I was wondering, how did you get the first one? Horrible. Uh, no, I think, I think I got second or third one. I think. I mean, that was just unbelievable. I mean, I, I, now if someone says the most amazing game, I think that has pretty much got to be it. I mean, do you remember someone come on one of their fans come on and yeah. and squared yeah. up to John McCarthy at the end? Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it was yeah. almost a little, bit, a little yeah. bit menacing, wasn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah. almost, you know, whoa! Listen, this is a game of football, but I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul, Paul Furlong up front as well was just on fire as well. Really like you all were. Everybody who played in that game was yeah. a 10 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. I watched it the other day, to be honest with you. Mm. The highlights on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Nick, 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 just going back just going back to all these, you know, things like rumours and so forth. We, we have to, we do have to remember that they're only rumours and, 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 and social media, crikey, I mean, it, it is like, a, you know, Chinese whispers. You'd like to, you'd like to think the Hogan. across the, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You'd like to think the Hogan rumours rubbish and hopefully, you know, he, he, yeah. he keeps working on, because, you know, hopefully he keeps going for us and eventually he turns it round for us because we've all mm. seen him. We've all seen him bad goals in, but he was better yeah. when he had Djokovic with him, wasn't he? That's the reality. Yeah. Listen, there's no doubt about it that a striker is judged on goals. I judge myself on the goals. Mm. And, um, you know, if he's not getting goals, he's not getting chances. He is getting more and more frustrated. He's going to get more and more niggly. And it's one of those things you hold it in, hold it in. And then something just just is a catalyst for just an absolute outpouring of emotion. And it sounds like that is. But listen, if he suddenly starts finding the back of the net and he scores a couple of goals and then goes on a little run, there's no doubt about it. Strikers, he'll be a changed man. He'll be happy. He'll be walking around with a a skip in his step because he's doing his job and he's doing what he wants to do, which is score goals. He does need help up there, though, Nicky. He needs some help up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So this is this is out of an absolute frustration. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Uh, you know, he's um, you know he's a, he's a he's an excellent player, and if he is underperforming because he is not getting the service, then he is going to start at some point venting that on someone, isn't he? Mm. That's like I said, you know, related back to a restaurant. You'd only wait so long, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But you'd be you right. Know? You're right there. Going back to that, confidence breeds confidence. Basically, mm. and it just needs. You more confident just... about the sound for next week, then, Chris? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I was, I was, I was really excited after we beat, and I, I hate to keep saying it, Nicky, because I know you've got connections with Reading, but I, 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 I loved it when we beat Reading away because that performance, especially in the first half, yeah, yeah. we were absolutely brilliant, yeah. and, and and we just haven't seen anything like it remotely since, and I don't understand why. Yeah. No. no, 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 you're right. You know, possibly, possibly we're tinkering with the team. I mean. Again, it's surprising. Team, that... Seven changes the other day, Mark. That's not good. No. Seven. No. That's that's two thirds of the team, mate. Yeah, I know. That's so like I say, get a you know fantastic result at Reading the other week, and then next game, 
Why? I'm, 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 I'm pleased. I'm pleased we don't have a game in the week this week now. They've got seven days now to prepare for Middlesbrough away uh, mm. on Saturday. And I'm hoping now that, you know, he won't have any sort of, you know, he'll put his, what he thinks is his best 11 out there to go and get a result in Middlesbrough. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. know I, I, did, I know we've been linked with um, Connor Wickham, but does anyone think it could be the end of Juki? Don't know. I think we need. I think we need somebody as well as them, though. We we don't. You know, we can't go with two strikers. We need at least three, don't we? I think. Even if we're playing one. Yeah. A uh, question for Nicky from Big Sing, a friend of the show. Nice to see your dad on Sky News the other day, mate. Uh, Nicky Forster was known for his pass, his pace. Sorry. Uh, was there anybody at Blues who was quicker than him during his time with us? Ah. No chance. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Do you know we had some uh, actually had some rapid players at the time. Um, John O, um, uh, Michael Johnson was is quick. John O was quick when he got going. Over, you know, he was quick. Uh, Peter and Love was quick um, over a, a short distance. Peter and Love, Nuddy was quick. Yeah, Nicky, um, was you faster than Peter and Love? Huh? Was you faster than Peter and Love? hundred oh, percent faster. To be honest, <laughs> with you, to be, be honest with you guys, my you know I, I was. Um, I was just, I was quick and greedy. Do you know what I mean? If you took those assets away from me, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't a premier a, a professional player. Um, I, I had I had an eye for a goal. I was very quick. I looked to be direct in behind. I think I was probably the most offside player in football league history. But you know, when, when I got it right, I broke lines in defences and 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 learned to sort of um, to, to to score goals. But uh, no, I mean, um, was there anyone quicker? Um, no, not, I don't know if there was actually at the time. Um, but um, Peter Peter Unlove was quick. Um, John O was quick when he when he got going. Um, Dealey was quick. To be fair, Dealey was quick when he got going. Dealey had a bowler. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's reminisce, then, mate. So you're at Brentford. How does it come about? How, how does it? How does Trevor? Does Trevor get in touch or? Is that your agent or? Do you know what? Um, there was a few scouts from Birmingham. You know, when when you play and when you get out on a pitch, there's always like someone says before a game, you're in the changing rooms. Says, oh, so and so's here. Scouts from Birmingham here. There's scouts from Reading's here. Scouts from so and so. We always get to players. Generally, get to hear about it, and. Um, Birmingham, Birmingham had been down a couple of times. Now, myself and Carlos Arba were both playing well, scoring goals at the time. So, um, you, know, you know what? I, I, I don't know if it's true, but Grange, uh, I think Trevor spoke to Grange and said, look, if you're talking about Fozzie or, or Sarbs, which one would you go for? And Grange, he was my best mate. He went Fozzie straight away. And um, whether that played a part, I, I, I don't know. But... Um, you know, I, I know that Martin put in a good word for me, Grange. And uh, I mean, I remember coming to the club and I've got really good memories of the club. And do you know what? In terms of the clubs that have formed me as a person I am now, Birmingham is pretty pivotal, pretty inspirational, really. And and one of the reasons is because I got injured so quickly and I spent time with Neil McDiamid, the physio there, who was, I don't know if you remember Neil, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, as a as a um, as a man that taught me how to grow a pair of knackers, if that's uh, a term. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. I mean, yeah, he. he um, I mean, he is. Um, he was like granite. I remember being injured and coming in, and, and well, in fact, the, the day I signed, I mean, a few of the boys said to me, "Just do not, whatever you do, don't get injured here, because he will just break you." And I, I'd done my cruciate three games in, and I couldn't have done a worse injury, and and and. But do you know what? He was, you know, I got a lot of time for Neil um, and Keith Porter, who operated on me. In fact, 
when I moved to, to Reading a few years later, I did my cruciate on the other knee and I came back up to see uh, the surgeon in Birmingham and to see Neil to help me with my rehab. That's how much I think of them guys. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So it was 700,000 we paid for you, wasn't it, if I remember? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, um, Doggy. Yeah, I think it's, it's probably the, probably the, the, the yeah. biggest transfer fee. And, and do you know what? I got to the club and um, maybe I, I was I was sort of, Infuser. I remember us going away to um, to Bolton and, and we went 1-0 up, I think, and, and we ended up losing. Um, but the club were just in that period where they were just just going through that sort of transition stage and just not quite hitting uh, uh, you know, where they should be. But I remember signing and the, the, some of the names, when we look back now, are sort of mind-boggling. You know, Steve Bruce, Mike Newell, Barry Horn, Anders Limpar, um, um, Gary Ablett. God rest his soul, one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. What a nice guy Gary is or was. And um, it just just household names and Paul Furlong. And, and I got injured three games in and, and that's the problem. That's when I knew I was at a big club because by the time I came back, um, we'd signed Paul Furlong, Peter Unlove and Dealey Adebola. And straight yeah. away, you're below those three in terms of your pecking order. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's, yeah. the, that's the clout of a big club. You get yeah. you come out the team or you get injured, they replace you with bit you know better players or very good players, and you start below them. And, and that's, yeah. you know that opened my eyes. And um, coming to the club, you know, from a I've been at Gillingham, I've been at Brentford, and with all due respect to them, they're not the same level. But I mean, I, mean, I, I played for Brentford, and the, the year that you guys beat Brentford to the the title, do you remember? There was that was the year. Yeah. That was the, yeah. Night five, yeah. Yeah, it was a transition year, so only one went up, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. We come yeah, second yeah. And, and and I remember coming up midweek and we played Birmingham midweek and I think you beat us one nil. It might I think it was the game that uh is it was it um the uh centre half, Dave Barnett, did he snap his Achilles or something like that? Dave yeah. Barnett, yeah. Yeah, he, he damaged his Achilles because he was running around near me when it happened. But you got and I remember the intimidating atmosphere. Um, it was a real sort of tense, close night, lots of sort of low mist in the sky. And I remember thinking, this is a big club. So to sign for you guys a little while later was was a great achievement. I love my time there. It's just sadly the, the injury coming three games in and then putting me out for six, seven months. You know, was a, yeah. was a real unfortunate, was an unfortunate yeah. event. But it, as I say, it went a long way in, in building me as a character. Yeah. yeah. So who was, your, who was your debut against, if you can remember? And who was your first goal against? It was, um, I, well, I, I tell you the story. The first time I come on in a blue shirt was was against West Brom at home. And I give the ball away on the halfway line. The ball came up to me. I give it away. They crossed it in. And I think Hunt or, or, or I think scored the winner. I give the ball away. And, 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 and so, but listen, I, I was used to that. 50% of the fans hating me and 50% <laughs> loving me. And by the end of the game, they all hated me. So I was <laughs> I was used to that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Only Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, your first goal? Your first, first goal, I think, was Grimsby away. I think it was, was it? Grimsby away. And I never, I never forget, we went up to Grimsby the night before. We checked into this hotel. And, and here's one for you. We checked into this hotel and then about me and Granger were in this room and it was a, an absolute dive of a hotel. Can't remember, somewhere in Grimsby. And the phone rang in a room and picked up the phone. Hello. And it was Brucey. And he went, 
everyone down in reception in five minutes, we're not staying here. And you, you'd, ex- you'd expect that call to come from the manager or the assistant manager, but it weren't. It was Bruce Lee saying, no, nah, we ain't staying here. <laughs> yeah, it, we all Brilliant. had to move, so we went into another hotel about five miles down the road. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Was that mid kind of February? Uh, yeah, that was. That was mid February. Yeah, well, so I played. I played three games. Scored three and three. So I scored against um, it, it, Grimsby away, Wolves at home when we got beat two yeah. one. And I think yeah, Bully, I remember that. Bully scored after about twenty seconds. Do you remember? Yeah. And then yeah. I scored a, a, a quite a lucky equaliser just on the stroke of half time. I think they scored in the second half. Um, and then I scored against South End at home and done the cruciate in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went Grimsby, Grimsby game away. Um, my God, that was cold. It's one of your highlights, Nick. We've already we've co- we've covered that. <laughs> my ex-wife at the time, and I think the the, the eldest son and, and the second one down. So Adam had only be four or five. Luke pretty much not far off newborn, uh, maybe one. And um, I was at work, and I was saying, oh, "I'm going to the Grimsby game tomorrow." Got a ticket, and uh, this lad at work said to my missus, he said, oh, geez, you need to go to Grimsby. He said, it's lovely, it's a beautiful place. He was going to <laughs> it smells, it smells. Talked the way into coming to Grimsby. I left them on the dock. She had got the car keys. I went off to the gate, and I just stood there in the fog. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really, really good. But, uh, you know, it's what you've got to go, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I've done second half, just stood there in the fog. <laughs> uh, so who was the best, um, So who were the best sort of pranksters and, and jokers in the dressing room, would you say, at that time? I mean, Jono was, uh, you know, Jono was such a great lad. He was, he was just brilliant. I mean, he'd done, he, he, he used to do in, um, impressions. He could do um, uh, Des Walker, he did John Barnes. <coughs> Uh, he was just such a great character in the dressing room, and so was Benno. To be fair, Benno I'll was say a, Benno, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Benno was a great lad. But um, you know, it's a real, it was a real nice mix. You know, Furs. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time with Furs because Furs used to drive up and down every day. Believe it or not, he used to live in London, and Trevor used to say, Furs, when are you moving up? And he says, Oh, next week I'm looking at another place, Gaffer. And he never looked at a single place first, just drove up every single day, do you know what I mean? Up and down the motorway. And, 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 but you were right. I mean, there was a time that, that year, I think we did a pre-season down in uh, Plymouth, where Trevor yeah. was from. Down mm-hmm. there. I think HMS Drake, I think it was. was the Marines, yeah. Yeah, and Furs that year, I remember watching him and he just was magnificent. He just looked like, and, and I remember... Um, uh, I, I, he's, he's, it wasn't Ian Bowyer it was the other assistant he said Furs looks like an international strutting around like an international and he did he was he was, he was just magnificent Furs. was that Arvel Lowe Arvel Lowe no not Arvel it was um, Frank Frank Barlow was it Fra- Frank, 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 Frank Barlow yeah mm. Frank Barlow yeah it's a name for the yeah. dust mm. I know but going back to the Grimsby game Nicky uh, Ray Hobro has suggested it's probably the St James's hotel that you were in Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I just thought it was just, I, I was just like, I mean, when I came from Brentford and Dave Webb, who was my manager there, you know, the old um, Chelsea player, sort of East End gangster. I mean, when one of the Cray boys died, he was at the front of the procession in the paper on the following day, you know, so whatever he said, we all did. But I went to this club and the captain's phoning up, Brucey, we ain't staying here, we're going off somewhere else. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. But it's a great story. That's good. <laughs> Not July, isn't it, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Paul, can we do the one to eleven? Quarter past eight, gone. Twenty. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done your one to eleven, Nicky. Yeah, best players you played with for us uh, from uh, your time with us. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I was there three seasons and, um, you know, so for, for me, the, the amount that I've got to call on isn't a huge amount. But, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, Benno in goal was, was just terrific for me. I mean, I love Benno. He's a great character. Sometimes when I bump into him now, he's got time. We sit and we, we chat together yeah. and, um, you know, it's a special time. Um, mm -hmm. Left back, got to go with my mate Grange. He was just... Oh, um, yeah. Do you know what? Great Grange is that sort of player. I'm not going to do a resume on all of them, but Great Grange <laughs> is the sort of player that you'd rather have him in your team than against him. Because I mean, I've seen him sort of, and we all have snapped people in half. Which you, I mean, to be honest, he'd probably be sat in the stands more than he would on the pitch nowadays with the game the way it is, wouldn't he? Certainly, yeah. with, certainly with VAR, he'd be he'd be off every every other day. Wouldn't he? But yeah. in terms of commitment, he was he's brilliant. Percy, he could play, um, he could, he could play though, couldn't he? Uh, his free kicks and set pieces and yeah, yeah. that left foot, that left foot. Yeah, was a one, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Well, mm. I grew I grew up as a West Ham fan, um, which you guys I'm sure won't like, but um, mm. I grew up as a West Ham fan, and Julian Dix for me was 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 my hero to a point, and I think Grange was equally as good as him. Do you know? What yeah. I mean? similar, yeah. similar sort of player. Do you chat to him at all? Do you speak to him at all, uh, Grange or? Yeah, 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 I spoke yeah. to him recently because our, our agent at the time, Eric Hall, just recently sadly passed away. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes, uh, yeah. That. yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. he texted me. So Eric did my move to Birmingham and, and Granger's move to Birmingham. Oh, right, okay. okay. So, uh, that's sad. Yeah, so, uh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of, um, in terms of um, at the back, um, I, I've mentioned his name, Gary Ablett. I, I just, what a really nice guy, you know, for, for all the people that um, I met and those high profile names when I came to Birmingham, he's the one that just was just had a nice soft that manner to him. Just a really charming man and, and a sad loss for us all, I know. Mm. Um, and yeah. at the back with him, Percy, um, not only in my time playing with Percy, I travelled in and out with Percy because we lived just um, not far from uh, Stratford-upon-Avon. But, you know, seeing Percy develop when I left and, you know, watching him captain the side and go down to Wembley and score his penalties. And, uh, you know, I thought, mm. well, you know, what a, what, a, what a good man, what a good leader he was yeah. for the team. Some, uh, yeah, some good some good centre-halves to choose from, though, haven't you, as well, like Bruce? And... Well, the obvious one is Brucey, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I've got a lot of time for Brucey, other than the fact when I snapped my crucia, he, I, I had to go and sit in at right-back because we ran out yeah. of subs. And um, my knee was all over, flapping all over the place. And instead of running up the line, I just I just smashed it upfield out of play and he gave me a right bollocking. And then on, <laughs> on the Monday, he came in and he found I'd done my crucia and he said... I'm so, I'm sorry. I didn't realise you'd done your knee, so uh, he gave me an apology. But no, I, I got, I, I like Brucey. But listen, and guys, then you got, yeah. So you could have easily had Bruce and Jono there, couldn't you? Rather than, yeah. uh, but Ablett yeah. was a Rolls Royce, wasn't it? Gary Ablett was a Rolls Royce of a centre half. Yeah, yeah I, I admired him as a man as well. I really did, and uh, yeah. you know, he, he was, he was really good for a younger player coming in. Uh, you know, listen, his, his career speaks for itself, as does, as does Bruce's. Um, um, but you know, listen, th those two could be a toss of a coin, couldn't it? Mm. Yeah, and right um, back, um, right back. Um, listen, we've had um, some some great right backs, um, but um, I'm going to go for my mate Bassey because um, I spent a lot of time with Johnny Bass. Um, I know he didn't get a lot of games for the club, and um, unfortunately, he he could he could have and should have had a better career than that he did there. But um, Bassey was, mm -hmm. was was another good lad. I liked him. Um, yeah. Uh, central midfield. Um, uh, I'm going to go for um, Barry Horn. Um, yeah, I, 
I enjoyed mm-hmm. playing with Barry again. He was a, a you could see what sort of leader and what sort of guy he was. Well, the fact that when he took over the, um, the PFA and he became the chairman of the PFA, he ran that really well. And uh, again, a couple of times I spoke to him because I was lucky enough to get in the team and he was he was a terrific fella. Yeah. Um, and in the middle there, I'm going to go with Martin O'Connor, another lad that I've got so much time for. Great character. He was really good. He was almost like um, an unsung hero, Martin, but he, he brought the team together. He brought the... He brought the um, he brought the, um, the the dressing room together. He's a mm. great character. Mm. Yeah, um, gets I in everybody's know. team. Nicky, no, nobody. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had anybody on this show that played with him that hasn't picked. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's a great lad. Um, on on the on the wing, um, Nuddy Peter on love. Um, he can infuriate. He can frustrate. But then he can do stuff that none of us mortals can do. I mean, some of the things I saw him do both in training and in games is just, it's just, in, just incredible. And um, I think he scored a hat-trick, didn't he, in a pre-season game against uh, Man United, did he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it was just, it was just unbelievable, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you play in the games? Did you play in the games when he used to rip Wolves and West Brom apart? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've played in some games with Nuddy where he just does stuff that defies belief. And to be fair to Trevor, um, even when he used to train with us at that time, um, you know, um, up at Wastels, he was another one. Trev could do stuff still with a ball that, that, I mean, he could get across in the box that you didn't think it was it was possible when he'd get the ball and you'd be stood there thinking, well, I didn't expect it to come in, Gaffer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why the hell are you not gambling? I'm thinking, well, I didn't even know it was going to come in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, he was that good. It was hard to read. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, me- I remember him. I remember going to the Hawthorns, and he was he was just unplayable that day. Peter, I think he got two. I think he got two, and Daly got the other one, and we won three 0 Three, three. Yeah, I remember that. It's three and a half time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We looked yeah, like we were going to score five six. That's yeah. right. I do remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and he was great just, game. That was. Yeah, was that? Oh, just unbelievable. Um, yeah. In terms of um, on the other side. Um, McCarthy, John McCarthy, he was, do you know what? He could just get crosses in the box. I, I knew that if he got the ball out wide, eight times out of 10, he'd get a cross in the box and then I could make a move off of it and I could gamble off it. Um, mm-hmm. And then up front, it's, it's got to be Furs. Um, Furs was yeah. just, uh, just like I say, I spent a lot of time with Furs. He's, he's a good friend now and I sort of keep in touch. But um, Furs, Furs for me up front. And then Big Kev, Super Kev, because um, Super Kev. when I came to the club, he was my strike partner and I really always worked well off a sort of a little and a large combination and they don't come much larger than big <laughs> They don't, no. <laughs> in terms of size, but also in terms of just what a nice man he was. Do you know what I mean? He was, <laughs> or it is, I'm sure. I don't, I don't speak to, uh, to Kev uh, now and spoke to him, but I, I, I'm sure I would if I saw him and He's just a lovely guy. I think he's, I can still he's, see him now, Nicky. I can still see him now playing up front for us with his big, thick gold chain on. Yeah. yeah what's, he, what's he actually doing now? Does he's, a, he's a man he's a, he's a policeman. He's a, he's a policeman in Canada. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a man Yeah. <laughs> I'd need a big horse, wouldn't he? That's <laughs> what I say, poor horse. I oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, a big, he was a big lad, wasn't he? He was a big lad. Yeah. It was, That's a great side. Because, uh, yeah, he, he, was a, he was a good foil for me. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's a cracking team, that is. Who would be captain there? Uh, I, I'd, I'd be captain. I'd sit on the bench and then I'd come on at half time. I'd take the ballot. No, um, <laughs> um, uh, just for pure experience, I'll give it Gary Ablett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. Show. Top man, top man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say, Paul, three quarters of that side we've we've had as guests. Mm. Or at least half yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crikey. It'd be great to get it'd be great to get Paul Furlong on, wouldn't it? And Big Kev. Yeah. You know, then oh, that yeah, front brilliant. two. We've never had either of that front two on. It'd be great to get them to one of them to one. Mm, <clears throat> yeah. Or both of them. Yeah. 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 Well. Okay, ladies and gents, we've still got uh, a few football teams left with the signed Boyle Sport shirt. It's two pounds ago. Get in touch with either myself, Chris Brown, Paul Hipkiss, Mark, or the Tilt and Talk page, and we'll get it. There it is. It's a signed Birmingham City shirt this season. Uh, it's two quid a shot. So, all you need to do is buy a ticket. Got to be in it to win it. Yep. That's it. And we've still got a few tickets left on the signed football as well. Yeah, we have. We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you keep much memorabilia, Nicky, in your, in your career? You know what? Um, um, I went up to um, get something out of the loft um, a while back and I found um, three bags full of shirts. And <sighs> do you know what? I thought to myself, it's criminal, really, that I've got shirts just in bags that are doing nothing. So I sent a couple out to friends. I found a shirt from Malky Mackay from Norwich. And I, oh, I know yeah. a friend who's, got, who's, a, who's a, a Norwich fan. And I've got some Birmingham shirts in there. So listen, guys, I'm... I'm more than happy to pass them over or, or if yes, anyone's please. interested. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. do you know what? It's a crime that they're just sat in a bag yeah. and they've been yeah. there. Uh, well, I left in, in 99, so they've been there 21 years and it's wow. just a waste. Yeah. So, um, oh, that'd be fantastic. I made, I made the decision to start to let you know, mm -hmm. We're supporting uh, the PTSD charity for our uh, returned veterans from recent conflicts. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Birmingham Homeless Support Team, the Jeff Horsfield Foundation, and Paul Devlin's yeah, Annie's, uh, charity. Annie's charity. Yeah, yeah. Annie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Addison's, yeah. I will, I will dig out what I've got, and they'll be on yeah. their way to you guys to do what you want with them. Oh, we want to oh, fantastic! That would spend some amount of money here for the PTSD charity, but obviously with COVID, we got caught short. Mm. Um, <laughs> the plan was to, yeah, we'll kick it all back off. It'll be all right. Everything will be all right, and then, mm. but. I must admit, I have had Sharon on the go for over an hour today telling her that the pubs are opening on the 29th of February. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that ain't, it ain't going to happen, Nick. She put Boris on this time. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. No. no. Here we go, uh, Aaron Gallus, Gallus says, uh, Nick, Nicky is a great guy and he's a brilliant blue nose. He's deaf, so he's always says what he is. We're talking about Nicky Musbury, yeah. Nicky Musbury, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his, but we know, right. he, but we know what he's trying to say. So people, we do. People, just be we careful. Do. I'm just having to read. I'm just having to read through here for any live questions. So yeah. Siobhan Kenny's asked: Has Nicky got any beef with any players he played with, mm. whether at Blues or other clubs that he still doesn't like today? <laughs> um, do you know what? I um, I was a crafty bugger. I used to sort of try and... The centre-halves were my nemesis and goalkeepers. So do you know what? When mm. I first got into got onto a pitch before the game or during the, as the first part of the game, first 15 minutes, I'd almost get into their ear a little bit and sort of be sort of super friendly with them. So, all right, how are you, mate? Yeah, you are, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? And almost like lull them into a bit of a full sense of security. But... Um, um, the the uh, the answer is um, no one really. I mean, the, the I remember once um, when I was at Gillingham early doors, I ran into Darren Moore. Um, oh yeah, oh my day. I ran into him literally full full pace. Yeah, and it was like running into a brick wall. And yeah. down I went, but suddenly the game carried on, and then suddenly the ball broke, and I saw it near me, so I got up. 
he was waving to the ref, saying, ref, come and sort this. He's hurt. He's hurt. I got up, ran off, went through and scored, and he wanted to rip my head off. So, <laughs> so I don't think he still likes me. Um, but the, the, I tell you what, the, the only one that that, um, uh, that annoyed me a little bit, niggled me once, and uh, was uh, Naylor, the uh, fullback for Wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wolves, it yeah. In, it was in the playoff semi-final, and I've probably never told this story. And the ball was shepherding out of play. And I thought, oh, I can I can smash him here a little bit and, and leave a bit on it, which is naughty, really. But um, yeah. I, I, it was uh, ironic because I ended up doing myself yeah. and damaging ankle ligaments and uh, missed the following game, which was the semi-final playoff second leg. Oh, so, yeah. oh dear. There's a lesson there. I've never tackled anyone in my life. So who's the best player you've ever played with in your whole career? And uh, let's do let's do Blues and in your whole career and yeah. against as well. Who's, who's, a, who's the toughest opponent you've ever faced as well? Um, well, um, um, I played um, before I came to to Birmingham. Played for the, the under twenty ones, and I played with Beckham. And um, you know, he, he went on at that point. He wasn't uh, as as high profile, um, <laughs> but obviously he's gone on to have like, an amazing career. So yeah, yeah, he's probably the best one I sort of played with. I, I look back actually, funny enough, at, at some of the, the cuttings of the games that I played for the twenty ones, and we played France and. Perez played and he was um, on a different planet to everyone else. And we yeah. played Brazil and Janino played. And again, he was, he was something else. So um, those two boys internationally um, stood out. Um, um, I, w- I was lucky enough to um, play on the same pitch as Thierry Henry. And he was the one that for me as a striker looking and, and that raw pace. I mean, what, what amazed me about Thierry Henry is that for much of the game, he, he looked disinterested and not really um, not really actively looking to come and seek and find the ball. But as and when it got into his area, he was just like, you like the blue touch paper and he was gone. And it was just something else. Even standing on the pitch, watching him was just special, really. Just special. When we first when we first got to the Premier League, they Arsenal beat us 4-0 at St Andrews. Mm-hmm. And he was just superhuman that day. He was unbelievable. Honestly, I just yeah, couldn't believe how good he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that whole Arsenal team was a joke, wasn't it, in 2000 and, you know, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, Thierry Henry was just on another planet when he was an unbelievable player. Mm-hmm. Him and Bergkamp, yeah. Yeah, you just got to sort of look at those guys uh, and when they're on fire like that and have got that swagger about them, you've just got to take it in and appreciate it. I remember um, uh, when I was doing a, my, my, my uh, A licence, um, the, the coach there, Dick Bate, head of the um, FA coaching department, said, go and watch the best players in whatever sport you can. So don't just limit it to football, but just go and watch the best players. Go and watch Tiger Woods if you can strike a golf ball. Go and watch Thierry Henry in full flow. These, these people are on a, a sort of a different level to the rest of us mortals, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Absolutely. And the be- and, and the best player you played with at Blues? Um, it, I'd, I'd have to say Peter Unlove. I mean, it, it, as I yeah. say, he could infuriate, and there are times we'd take someone and he'd chop it back, and I'd think, okay, well, roll me in, set me up, and um, he, he didn't. He wanted to go for another check or another this or another that, and you couldn't read it, and uh, and then he'd go and bend it in the top corner or do something just ridiculously good with it. Um, but it was infuriating. But just mesmerising at times. Was he, would you say he um, underachieved in his career? Um, I mean, yeah, he's a I mean, long time. Yeah, I mean, I think he was elevated so much from a young age, Coventry mm. when he did what he did, and that yeah. it was 
I almost feel like sometimes these players, and I look at Michael Owen as a great example, played so much football from such a young age that they almost fizzle out early. Yeah. You know, they've got that sort of much space in time, and whether it's early to, to the mid part or just sort of middle to the latter or towards the end, wherever that, that is, it's hard to, to have that sort of quality for that amount of time. 17 years or, or 15 to 17 years, which is the life of a pro footballer, is a long time to keep form, you know, an awful long yeah. time. Because yeah. he played yeah. for his country, he played for Zimbabwe from an early age as well, didn't he? Yeah, he I mean, was always. Yeah, I mean, he had a national day out there and all sorts, didn't he? You know, it's, yeah. um, you know, they had a, like a, a, a national bank holiday in his, his in his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Stephen Gill, sorry, sorry, Mark. Ask Nicky what your favourite goal was in your career. Um, in in my career at Birmingham or my career in total. Career in total. Okay, do, so, both, um, do both, well, do both yeah, if you want, mate. Yeah, yeah, I can do. I mean, I, I came on um, Sheffield United away, and we beat them. And I, I went through, and it was it was it was a nice ball through. I can't remember who played it through. And I, I was there. I was there, Nicky. I was there. It was yeah. Chris Miles who played. He'll, he'll, he'll remember. It could be. It could be. <laughs> I, round, I rounded the keeper, and yeah. um, and at the time I had a really short skinhead, and I've got a, a series of photos which are sort of step-by-step step frames of me running through round the keeper and rolling in and, and a nice celebration. So I've got it in a sort of a, a collective of montage, which looks really nice. So that, that's, uh, that was quite a nice one um, for, for the Blues. Uh, my best goal um, ever. Um, I scored a nice one against Sheffield United um, for Reading on Sky, but um, probably one of the goals I scored against Ipswich, which was a hat-trick I scored for Reading against Ipswich. That was uh, probably my first one of those was, was my best. Hmm. Yes, we won that game, didn't we? At Sheffield United, when you score, was it was yeah, it two nil, three nil? Yes, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was either two or three. I think it might have been three. But yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Def- we definitely won it. But they had a good team then as well. Um, yeah, Dealey got one, didn't they? Adi, Adi Bowler scored one, didn't he? In that game at yeah. Sheffield United, I was there. I remember being. Remember it like it was yesterday. Still be on the goal. Yeah, remember being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. More live questions from one from Pat Begley. How do you rate the fans of Birmingham? We are amazing. Have you played for a team with louder fans away? Do you know what? Um, when I signed for you guys, I was warming up and, and I'd been at Gillingham was my club, my first club, and then Brentford and, and again, different clubs, no disrespect to them, but they're just not the size of Birmingham. I remember warming up and um, and forgive me, I'll try the accent whether I get it right or not. <laughs> or not. Um, someone you was won't. in the stand, someone in the stand and they went, Nukoi, oi, Nukoi. That's good. And I said, come here, come here. So I walked over to them. I was thinking, oh no, he went, do you want to buy to my meat pie? What <laughs> 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 a game. And I was like, no, no, you're all right. Okay. And do you know what? If I had my time again, I would have had a bite of his pie. Because it's still not good. Chris Brown. Do you want to, you want a bite of my meat pie? And I thought, do you know what? These are different sort of fans. These are unbelievable. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Brilliant. I, I can't, I can't, listen, it, it, Listen, I'm on. I'm on a talk show, Tilton Tilton um, show, and um, you know, for me to to wax lyrical about you guys, you'd expect it because I'm your guest. But yeah. I tell you now, I'm not just saying it when I say the fans of Birmingham are. I mean, I've I've never played Newcastle, and they say their fans are passionate, but I can only imagine that you guys are the same as that because mm. you guys are something different than anywhere else I've been, and, and I, I I don't know the reason for that. Um, uh, I mean, uh, I then went to Reading afterwards, fairly affluent middle-class area. I'm not saying Birmingham isn't, but mm. the, assistant manager, isn't. <laughs> uh, the assistant manager used to say there that the fans never used to shout and cheer. They used to email. 
you know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know. But the fans at Birmingham are, I mean, just, they're, they're special. They are, yeah. they're special. Okay, the question for me then, right? Okay, right, 2011, Carlin Cup semi-final. Mm. Was you rooting for West Ham or Blues? Um, <sighs> no, I was, no, I, no, um, my... Do you know who I found? When I grew up, I was with well, a family with West Ham fans. My dad was an East End boy, so we supported those. Who do I support now? I support eight different clubs, and they're the clubs eight. I play for. Well, they're the, they're the clubs I play for. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I, I, every club I, I was lucky enough to put their shirt on, yeah, that's yeah, who yeah. I support. Okay. Um, and they're the, they're the clubs I look for. And when we go back to what you were saying earlier about you've not had success for a time, and I thought about it and mm. thought, you know what? I haven't been excited about looking for a Birmingham score no. for too long a time yeah yeah, yeah. I know. yeah. do you understand what i mean there we'll say, yeah we'll yeah say. yeah <laughs> you know i i come off saturday i look and think oh it's half five. Oh, mm. let's have a look at the scores and i look and think reading are in and around now i wonder how reading got on still in top mm. six still out of top six i don't feel like that at birmingham of the last few years because There's nothing to be excited no, about it no no that's it. No, that's I'm it i'm being dead straight as a football fan nothing to be excited about here we are 2021, right? Mm. Our new stadium's falling to bits. Yeah, mm. we've got supposedly fights at half time. Players refusing to play. We still haven't got poker pies back. No. <laughs> but <laughs> and, yeah. and you've got 50 percent of the season still to play for. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've got 23 games. It's not as if you've got eight games left and you've lost the chance. You've blown it, Nicky. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure that whether that's a good thing or not. Breaking yeah. news, breaking news. Steve Portman's written tonight, Nicky, here is your pie guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I ain't. No, it is. Is it? So I know the guy well. He wouldn't say I swear to, I swear to you, he, someone said, here, do you want a bite of my meat pie? And <laughs> I, I, listen, if, uh, I, if I offended him, I'm sorry. What we're paying for, our humour is second to none in the football world. Nobody can beat us. Nobody has got a patch on some of the stuff that we do. Nicky, Nicky, mm. can, you, can you say happy birthday to Siobhan Kenny, age 36? Happy birthday, Siobhan. I hope you have a lovely day and um, I hope you can uh, enjoy it with some of your family and friends in this difficult time. But happy birthday. Fantastic. Oh, that's lots and lots of questions coming in. Loads of comments as well. Blimey, crikey. Um, right, I'm going to go back to, to West Ham at the minute. I, dare, I suppose as a kid, you, know, you obviously went and West Ham's ground. Wow, that was compact. It was You were so close to the touchlines there. Never moved into this horrible, vile, soulless stadium, right? And, of course, rumours, uh, and they're only rumours, are that, you know, they may close St Andrews down and we'll move to the, um, not the Olympics, what's it called? The, Alexander, uh, Alexander Stadium. Yeah. Stadium after, after that, uh, that shot. Yeah, if that happens, Birmingham City, you better listen to me. If that happens, I will not go. No, I don't think it'll be well. Again, ever. No, no. No, no. I don't think it'll be Again, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt, Nick. Yeah, it's well, a rumour. It's, it's only rumour. It's, it's a Chinese whisper. Rumour, but I want to put it out there. I want to put it out there now because the, them, them games are coming next year, mm, right? Mm, mm. Uh, and, and that stadium's just going to be kind of redundant afterwards. No, I don't want a soulless, horrible, vile place to go and watch my football. I want St Andrews, where my dad took me in 73, mm. where I took my eldest son, my second son, my 
uh, first daughter, my ex-wife, Sharon, you name it, everything, everybody, mm -hmm. right? Because I've got all the memories there, every single yeah. memory. I know I can't remember much. I'm a bit too old, right? But I do struggle. Mm. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and don't, mm. don't even think about taking them away from me. Mm. It, would, it, would, it would be horrific if we did ever go somewhere like that. It would be just so, you know... Soulless. Mm. I still wouldn't go. I agree with what you're saying, Nick, in terms of um, your association with the place. And, you know, I, I agree that the West Ham sta Stadium um, is not geared for football, but it wasn't designed for football. Um, no. it's, it's been shoehorned. Football has been shoehorned into it. Mm. But if you want to compete with the, you know, the, the teams, um, the, the top teams, you want to move the club forward. At some stage, they will move, won't they? They'll have to. They'll either have to regenerate. Re of course, I want to move the club forward, but I don't want to move the club. No, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I think um, if we can if we can sort out the cop and tilt and the railway ends fine, um, and then that main stand. You know, sorry, Ray Harbro, but Knock the Ray Harbro main Knock stand. Knock it down. Knock it down. <laughs> yeah, needs to be, yeah, needs to be, needs to be sorted out. I mean, it was a dinosaur when you were playing, Nicky, and how many years ago was that now? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 21 was, years ago, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean there was a... We had sort of porter cabins at one stage and we had the long walk underneath the stand, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that's it's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's different now. Yeah, we had the long walk underneath the tunnel. Yep. I felt really special, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it was a stud killer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You used to grind your studs down, walking all the way through and then out onto the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually a good link, actually, because Ray Hubbro has just said, what was the best pair of football boots you've ever had? Me, I, um, uh, Umbro, I used to um, idolise for me as a player when I played. The one I looked up to was Alan Shearer and he wore the Umbro Specialis. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, I remember, I mean, everyone, to be fair, was wearing the Puma Kings. I don't know if you remember those. They were yeah. Really, really soft leather and yeah. they were like the first sort of over a hundred pound pair of boots, which was immoral mm. in those days. But, I don't think I've paid hundred quid for shoes in all my life. I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable, but it, it, it just shows how football's changed. My, my lad now, um, my son um, plays for Cholton and he wears a pair of boots straight out of the box and four or five games after he's worn them, that's it, they're done. And you they look don't. at them, you wipe them down, they look brand new. Whereas yeah. the olden days, you'd get a pair of boots, you'd give them to the YTS boy, he'd wear them for five or six training sessions to break them in. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a totally, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's completely different. Mm. You say you're someplace for Charlton? Uh, yeah, Jake Forster Caskey. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We shall look out for him. Ah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, can you believe we're actually into the last 15 minutes no. of the show? No! Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna run over a little bit because we started later or uh, I think we, we can probably go a couple of minutes, but not not that's about it really. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, um, we'll have a we'll have a bit of that. What we're doing right now, at the at the end of the show for the last fifteen minutes, do a little bit of uh, fun word association, and this just proves what the Birmingham City fans humour is actually like. We just choose a random subject once a week <laughs> and we get them to word associate with uh, anything to do with football and the random subject. Today, ladies and gentlemen, your random subject is a chip shop and I'm going to start you off with Barry Fryer. <laughs> <laughs> so that was so random that you've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, that is just a, yeah. a conspiracy. <laughs> Come on. Since, since last Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so what was um Mickey, what was Trevor like in the dressing room then? So when things weren't going too good, and we you know, say we go in at half time, two 0 down, what would he be like? 
really irritated. Trev is, you know, I, I've got a lot of time for Trev, but the one thing that I think Trev struggled, struggled with was um, relating to, to other players. And the way he spoke to players, sometimes he didn't get the most out of them. And I remember mm. Devs, I mean, I was sitting around a, a big round table eating dinner and he was just trying to communicate, Trev. And, and he said to Devs, and Devs will bear me out here, he said, uh, Devs, um, have you ever been to New York on Concord? Devs looked at him as though like what are you on about? <laughs> and it, it, was, it was just trying to, because Trev used to go off every year, the three years I was there and, and Trev used to go off for three or four days. Um, he'd go after a game on a Saturday and come back on a, a Thursday or something and go off and fly to Concord to, to New York for, for, to, for Christmas shopping. And, and he spoke to, and, and that was the problem with Trevor is that he perhaps just struggled sometimes to relate to some of the, the younger lads that, you know, hadn't lived the privilege that he'd lived. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'll just crack on with a few of these while we're just waiting. There's hundreds. Uh, there's hundreds. Okay, yeah, we got um, da, 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 Madonna Kebab from Steve Portman. Great <laughs> 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 club from Craig Courtney. Uh, Patrick Berger from Ray Hobro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the next one's good. Next one's good. Oh dear, dear, dear me! Can you see? I'll tell you what, can you, Jake? Oh, Nick, can you see Jake? Jake Salter, Salt, uh, 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 uh. yeah, we've got Mar 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 Maradona Kebab, Nicky Buttered yeah. Rock, Dean Gherkin, oh, Ken Fish, yeah. Blues Trainer, early 60s, Ooh. Mm. Christoph De Bravey, Corey Dalby, what about Pizza on Love? Pizza. Oh yeah, pizza run up. Yeah, pizza, yeah, pizza run up, yeah. Oh, what about <laughs> set what about set batter? Well we've got set batter. <laughs> ah, I like it. Uh, and chips, uh place a Halford, Harford, place a Harford, uh pickled dong from Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was worth uh. it. <laughs> yeah. You got any more funny stories you can tell us, Nicky? Any more good pranks anyone played on anyone or anything like that? That you're um, that you're allowed to say. Um, well, do you know, um, I, I, the, the, the trip that I, to, um, I touched on earlier about us going down to uh, Plymouth um, pre-season, HMS Drake, and I remember going in and they had the, uh, the field gunners there that, that, that did the Royal Tournament. So as we came in on the coach, the boys who'd done the, the Royal Tournament, I, I don't know if you, if you haven't seen it, they, they dismantle a cannon and then they carry it across a sort of threshold and then they, they, they reassemble <coughs> this, right. this cannon and it takes them about four or five minutes and these guys are just enormous. And I remember, I remember us coming in and we're all coming in and, and everyone's got their Hugo Boss flip-flops on and their, um, <laughs> their, you know, their Prada, Prada sandals. In the, on That's this, for the days, eh? Yeah, this, this, this beautiful coach. And then these guys had just finished this grueling test, and and as we walked in, they was they were giving us all these hand signals that I, I can't I can't do, and we thought, oh my god, this is going to be horrendous for a week. But we we did one morning where we went and did some sparring with like the um, the marine champion boxer, and so we did some boxing stuff, and um, he said like, does anyone want to come in the ring for us? Um, you know, and, and Jono said, yeah, I'll have a go in the ring. So um, we had one three minute round with this this Marine champion. And, and Jono will, will tell you the story. 
and he starts moving around the ring, sparring. So we're going, go on, John, oh, hit him, hit him, hit him. <laughs> so he, he, he threw a few punches and, and missed. And, and the guy said, look, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. So we said, go on, John, oh, go on, son. So anyway, John O's <laughs> hit him and caught him on the nose. So we're all cheering. No sooner as we cheered, he smacked John O right on the nose. <laughs> And a little bit of blood trickling down his nose. <laughs> he was like, oh, that was it. He was out. But I, I went in the ring next. And all I can say is me with this guy. It just looked like Tom and Jerry. He chased me around the ring <laughs> for two minutes. And neither of us threw a punch. But uh, to be fair, they were, they were really good days. Uh, go on, Nick. Go on, Nick. And then we've got Chip and Doy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jose Marini Rowe, uh, Razor. Jose Marini Rowe. Oh, God. That's when we go dizzy, that. Peter Crouch. <laughs> oh, Peter Crouch, yeah. Andrew's the place to be. Ooh. The place. Ah, very clever. Very clever. Ooh. Very clever. Ooh. Gary Vinegar, Robbie Savage, Fish Got Battered. <laughs> Have a look, Milosevic. Sabo, Sabo. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, remember that. Yeah. That's me with the He's gone. I think he's gone. Oh my god. Oh. Necessary. Chicken masala. Chicken masala would drink water. I'm struggling. I can't think of one. <laughs> I thought the, I thought this would be really hard. Oh, not for this lot, Chris. No, no, right. no. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a big occasion. I've gone the whole show without going the toilet. Oh, yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a hole in my bucket. Dear <laughs> Does that mean you finally got it? Yeah, mean you finally got a bucket. Yeah, I have actually. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <a> try. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, we've got five minutes, six minutes of the show left to go. Middlesbrough up next. Let's have your predictions, Mark. Um, pretty much. I don't think there'll be many goals. Um, I'm going to go for a nil-nil. Right, nil-nil. Chris Brown. Uh, I'm going to two-nil loss. <laughs> oh, can, I, can, can, can I also Happy, year, can happy New Year guys Happy New Year <laughs> uh, Can I also just say that next week I'm going to empty the bucket <laughs> God I've wet myself <laughs> I can't wet myself Chris when, you, Chris when you said that you almost thought it sounded like it was a good result it was. <laughs> yeah, it's only two instead of three. I'll take a two. I'll take a two nil now. Yeah, two nil. Yeah. I'll be happy with that. Absolutely crying. Please, where's it gone? Where's it gone? I'll go for a. I'll go for a Desmond two two. I'm yes. going to go. I don't think we're going to win it. I don't think we're going to draw it. Uh, Dave Twine, Halibut Tarantini. There is no no. <laughs> <laughs> Off the scales. Ooh. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one from Ray Hobro. Oh, John Scales. Go Ray Hobro, David Butter. Ooh. Ooh. David yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got Peter Haddock. Peter Haddock. <laughs> 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 Where do they get him from? I, I thought she was going to be hard. Yeah. You could have oh. Jody Haddock, couldn't you? Have Jody Haddock instead of Jody Craddock. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Good. Ah, no battery. Right. I better plug my phone in just a second. Um, right. Yeah. Sorry. Middlesbrough then, Paul. Yeah. I just said I'll go for a Desmond 2 2. Okay. I think. Nicky, what are you saying? What do you reckon? 
One one. I think one, we're going to get the one one. You think what, me? Mm-hmm. One one. Ooh, okay. okay. Don't know if Auntie Linda's written in yet, but she normally predicts Blues to win six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. We, we, we talked about it a, a few weeks ago. That you know, any any six nil, and I'd do the show naked. I was getting. A, I was getting a bit scared. Man City. Yeah, it's a good yeah. job they took the Bruyne off at half time. And, yeah. and, and as you saw in my pictures, I've moved a heater a bit closer to my credentials, just in case. <laughs> oh dear. Terry, so what lies ahead for you? What lies ahead for you, Nicky, for the rest of the week, mate? What are you what are you up to for the rest of this week? Are you coaching or? Um, yeah, I've got. Um, I, I sort of do two roles now. So I got. Uh, he's, he's gone, isn't he? Look. He's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's off screen anyway, so I can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> We've so got, got the. A, um, oh. We've got the hand of God. <laughs> That's the winner. That is the winner. That is the winner. <laughs> I can't compete with that. I'm I actually crying with that. It's funny that was the hand of God. This Nicky Forster is why Birmingham City fans have got the best sense of humour in the world. We lose 3 0. We're at the FA Cup. We ain't got a pop to pin. You've got a roof on the wrong way round. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our roof. roof. It's our roof. <laughs> wrong way round. You got the roof on the wrong way round. You got the roof on the wrong way round. Uh, so sorry, you were you were saying sorry. You're doing two roles now, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've got a. Um, I've got a, uh, a personal training centre in, in local oh. to where I live, and I do sort of some motivational speaking. So I do it with, um, oh, with right, um, okay. um, players and, and set yeah. goals. And, 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 and one of the things like I was sort of thinking about, you, you know, the situation is, is where, what are they doing? If you've got 23 games left, what they've got, what are the club doing in terms of sitting the players down as a collective, bringing them together and saying, okay, like, where are we going to go here, guys? <coughs> this isn't what we want from the season. There's no way that they are where they want to be at this point in the season. Right. So where is the, the collective togetherness where they're sitting down and, and they're actually setting themselves and breaking the season down into smaller chunks and say, look, okay, what do we want to get out of this next three, six games, something like that? You know, can, and, I ju- can, I, can I just say to that, can, can I just say to that, Nicky, from your experience, would that come from the manager or would it come from the CEO as well? Um, do you know what? Um, it could come from either of them, but it could come from an out. I mean, I go into clubs now and do this sort of thing with clubs and there are lots of people like me who do it, but... Yeah. I, I go into clubs and and help them with goal setting and um, you know um, development of um, the, the team, development of their coaching and things like that. But the, the, the most, the, in answer to your question, when I signed for Reading, Alan Pardew got every single player into the players' lounge at the end of the game, uh, at the end of a training session. Once I want everyone back at the ground, two o'clock, and he broke the games down into into just that batches of six games. What do we want from this six games? And, you know, it's easy to just say, OK, six games, we want 18 points. But mm. is that realistic? Is that achievable for Birmingham at this point in time? Possibly not. Probably no. not. Mm. So what do you want from the next six games? Because you could actually then look and start thinking, OK, th- there's a reasonable turn of room, uh, you know, return of points from those six mm. games that would actually push us up the table. And mm. then they've got a focus. They've got suddenly all of a sudden a channel a channeled approach to the next batch of games. And I think it's extremely powerful because a a season of 46 games or now 23 games over the next four and a half, five months is too long a time for people to 
concentrate on so you need to bring it down into smaller chunks mm. and i think the power of that is just incredible and i, I don't understand why clubs don't do it more interesting that yeah we yeah. need we need you nicky down the club i think do you know what we Can't need though, give me a call and I'll, I'll come and sort yeah. them. well they do watch this show so what we need right is better communication from the club we had it a couple of years ago that's all been eroded it's disappeared yeah. completely Right, we don't need to know the ins and outs of a flyer's backside. Right, just what the plan is, where we go in, how's it going? Okay, we're you know we're going to do this. We're going to, and you know I'm not right. I'm not going to be disrespectful. There's a good friend. Davo's gone quiet. Claire's left. Tats has gone. Um, you know the heart, heart and the soul, the brummy part of the club has been taken away, uh, and there's nothing much left there at the moment. And it just feels like it's a big void. That's mm. the problem, though, sometimes with football, isn't it? Is that uh, what do we actually support when we support a football club? Because we are, you know, the, the, over the, the, the space of 10, 15 years, all the players have left. The management has changed. Very yep. often the owners have changed. Even in the case of somewhere like Cardiff, the colour of their kit has changed. Yeah. So yeah. What, are you actually, what are you actually supporting? You're, so, you're supporting a, um, a belief. You're supporting an ideology, aren't you, that you just mm. love that. Get that, that. Yeah. get that, but it's it's also supporting the, the week, right? Okay, you lose on a Saturday, you're damn well sore on a Sunday. Monday's no better because you've got to go work and face your mates. Tuesday, you start to get over it. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you start looking forward to the next game. And it's the day, the experience, it's the tattoos on the arms, it's the tattoos on the hearts, it's the yeah. shirts, yeah. it's the colour, it's, it's, it's opening that ground up and going in and seeing the green and seeing the blue and white chairs. And it's the whole experience that nothing and nothing, nothing in life can no. beat. No. That's it. What it's about. I, 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 I get it. I it's get about it. falling in love once. Right, there's got to be a communication, <laughs> isn't there, coming back from the club. There's mm. got to be, okay, where do we want to, what do we want to achieve? But uh, I, I just, I just think sometimes clubs just drift, you know, um, and, for me, a good blueprint at the moment is Brentford Football Club because last year they just missed out. And, you know, to sort of say, oh, we, we just missed out last year. Let's try and go one better. Well, how are they going to actually go one better? Because missing out the way they did to Fulham, I think it was, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that must have been a crushing blow. So to, to get over that and to do as well as they're doing this season and be as strong as they are, then there must be something fundamentally right with that club at the moment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'll look 20 miles up the M6 at a certain team who play in gold and black, can't mention the name because it makes me feel sick, mm. right? Another and they example. were a division below us three years ago. Mm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 And I look yeah. at that all the road, you know, who cheated the way back into the Premier League. Oh, uh, I, I, I think anyone that's got a goal and whatever that goal is, there has to be a clear blueprint. There has to be a clear process from getting to that Stra position where you are now yeah. to yeah. get to that none. You know, that, whether it's a, a, whether you call it a ladder, you know, you've got to take that and divide mm -hmm. that up into small rungs and take those steps at a time. Yeah. And if that isn't being shared, and, and this is the key thing that I think for, and, and we're going a bit deep, but, um, when I went into that meeting I told you about in the players' lounge with Alan Pardew, in that meeting was the chief executive, was the chairman, was the kit man, was the groundsman, was the masseur, was the nutritionist, was the sports scientist. It encompassed everyone yep. in the club. It wasn't just right. the 11 starters or the, the mm. 18 squad members. It, it included everyone. It had to be a club thing. Mm. Mm. Brilliant. Mm. 
And when you look at Brentford as well, <laughs> when you think about us riding them like three years ago for all what you know, what we well, what was three of their best players at the time, mm, mm, mm. you know, the, the, the way that they and, and they've lost other players as well, haven't they? Obviously, Hogan went to Villa and you know, they've lost other players in the past as well, their best players. Um, and and, you know, They've still managed to produce, haven't they? Mm. There's something fundamentally right with the club. And, and as you talk about the Golden Black Club up the road, you know, they're a, a, another blueprint at the moment. You can just see, I mean, the wealth that they've got, you know, I don't know, is it the Fosun Group or someone like that? I don't know who owned them, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Chinese group. And their wealth mm. is, is comparable to Man City, but they're not doing it by just throwing it at it. They're doing it step at a time and they're just managing it to where they see is their own. It's literally micro. Isn't it? Isn't it? Mm. It is. It is. It's it is. Every blade of grass that grows on that pitch has got to grow to a certain length. And I you don't know, care. I don't care what you say. Accounts. I'm talking about. You know, your backroom staff, your frontroom staff, your your front of house staff. Everybody, everything, right. and everybody. And I don't care what anyone says. A roof being the wrong way round has no bearing on that. You can still get where you want with the ground, the where it is, and and, and everything else. It, it's, just right. a, it's just yeah. a. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a club or a company because football clubs are companies now, aren't they? They are, they are, um, you know, they are in their own right, and it is an ethos um, for development. And I don't think clubs. I think sometimes they just think buy a load of players. Hopefully they'll draw <coughs> and we'll get maybe success. I just don't, I think well, what an interview this has been, Nicky Forster. You've been an absolute star tonight, mate. Mm. Inspirational speaker. I'm inspired. It's been, been a pleasure. Been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for your time. Show to remember that, guys. You're welcome. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really apologetic for the the sad issues we had at the beginning. It wasn't actually Chris Brown. It was friends. All my my brilliant jokes as well. I forgot them out all earlier. <laughs> 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 of jokes. Oh, Nick, Nick I've got to say your 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 Brummie accent was spot oh, on. Spot oh, on. Oh, you're going to say it's terrible. No, no, <laughs> it's good. Can you make sure yeah. you clip that one, mate? Gonna, we've, got, uh, we've got Scarf Ladies Burt, we've got Dance doing um, Trevor Francis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we're gonna have Good Boy Take My Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh Mark Adams, thank you very much for your input and of course your robe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care of one. Have a good week. Again, you know you work for the NHS. Stay safe, buddy. Right, and and thanks for the tremendous work that you guys have have done and are still doing and I've I've got to do going forward. Well done, mate. Well done, Um, Mr. Sheen, aka me. I'll make Paul here. Good night, my friend. Good night, all. Keep right on as always. Mrs. Brown. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably the it's probably the worst one ever. That was. That's been chip shop jokes earlier. <laughs> My computer's crashed again, so I can't see the last of them, but I'm, I'm going to rewind them in a minute. But uh, some of them were absolutely superb. Thank you so much for making me laugh tonight. Yeah, one more for the road. What about Liam Fridgewell? <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I think on that note, Nick, on that note. That's good night, isn't it? Good night, my best, ladies and gentlemen. That's a message from Nicky Forster. Thank you very much. Caroline, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Great stuff. And I will always be keeping an eye. Cheers. Thanks for three seasons. Can I tell you what? Boom, 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 boom. Uh, get in. Especially that game at Grimsby when my missus got cold. <laughs> best, best go. Yeah, it was worth it. The divorce and the, the, the divorce was worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you'll, maybe, maybe you'll see Steve Portman again one day with the pie so you can have a bite. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, mate. If he offered me a film, I'd, I'd have a bite now. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Anytime you're up in Brom, always come see us. Do whatever, ever, ever, ever. We'll meet you down the Blues one day. Good night. God bless. Take care. And keep right on to the end of the road. Blues, Middlesbrough, away Saturday. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.